Station. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of the Sheep Station Dynasty podcast. Joined by the usual suspects, guest 53. That is a very boring one. How are you, mate? Yeah, it's the score out of 50 for your oh, yes, indeed, at the start of this episode, which was oh. excellent. That was, it oh, was, was it? your finest one so far. Oh, wow, that's that's a big rap. I usually yeah. go with the high pitched, ooh, but this time I went with a little bit of. I don't know, a little bit of flavour, I guess. Yeah, I like it. Porter sixty nine. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. My son, my one's also your score out of fifty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! I've uh, done all right this week, then, eh? Flattery. Unlike uh, you, as your performance in game night last week. What's doing, mate? Minus a billion, apparently. Yeah, it's pretty poor, isn't it? Um. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome back. It's good to have you back. We're in chapter five, episode one. Starting off with the new year, essentially, with uh, all of these new rookies and, and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, Chapter 5, we've been doing this for a bit now. How are we feeling? It's good. I think we're just coming into our stride now. It's uh, peak, but also still on the rise. That's it. Um, yeah. So not the peak. <laughs> ready for another year of rookie reviews, Pointer? Ready for it? Yeah, mate, I'm fucking ready to go. Dropping <laughs> F-bombs everywhere. <laughs> minute, minute 28 and we're already dropping F-bombs. I love it. All right. Well, yeah, that's the plan. We're into uh, our rookie analysis. Started to break down some film. And uh, I'm going to talk about our first three guys, talk about the running back position to start. We'll move into the wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks a little bit later on in the program. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll roll with running backs for the next few weeks. But, uh, look, before we do so, of course, you know, we've, we've, we've still got NFL happening. Um, and we've got our Super Bowl boys. What do we reckon? It's uh, the Bengals versus the Rams, and who gives a shit about the Rams? Go Bengals! Am go I right? Bengals, yeah. Woo. Pointer? Yeah, go Bengals. Go Bengals. Yeah, good. Yeah. You was go. You can't not go for the Bengals. Like it's such a. I mean, everyone picked this Super Bowl at the start fan, of the year, right? But, but yeah, you, you have to go for the the fairy tale story. Um, pretty huge comeback from a team that was bottom of their division for a long time and now they're in the Super Bowl so what a great it's story beautiful. it's beautiful and um, look Joe Burrow is doing excellent things the team as a whole is just doing excellent things they didn't they started off last week you know I was a little bit worried 21 nil or whatever it was down and thought shit here we go again but uh, yeah they dug themselves out of the burrow as we'll call it I don't know how you dig yourself out of a burrow but it'll work just keep digging, you'll come out the other end of the earth eventually. Um, <laughs> I'll yeah, tell you what, it was a much more exciting game than the old Rams Niners. Yeah, they're up and coming. Yeah. Apparently ADP now has um, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins inside the top 12 dynasty startup wide receivers, which is pretty wild. Um, I think I certainly didn't expect to see T. Higgins up that high, but um, you can see why people are excited about him, because... He keeps throwing for 500 yards, so, yeah. yeah. There's plenty of offense to move around, uh, but, yeah, look, it's going to be fun. So who's your pick? You you actually think the Bengals are going to win yours? I reckon everyone's just going to be disappointed and the Rams are going to win a pretty boring game where they shut down the Bengals. Um, they're at home. It's kind of just going to be a, a well-coached game. This is the one that the Rams win, the star power and the, the experience in there might be a bit too much. Pointer, who's your pick, mate? I think I'm, I'm similar with you as there. I think like I'll, I'm going to root for the, the Bengals, but I think I think the Rams have been there. They've had that experience of like their first Super Bowl. They've gone there. It didn't, nothing sort of went to plan for them. They know 
on any of the mistakes they made. Whereas I think that's what the Bengals are really going to have to come out and then if the Rams can game plan to that and outplay them, potentially. Like, the, it's hard to say. Like, the Bengals have been, like, Joe Burrow has been sacked so many times so far and yet they've made it to the Super Bowl, right? And they're coming yeah. up against the Rams who have a great pass rush. All those elite players on defense, um, could they make the difference? I think it could be, it's going to be a real close game, but it's going to come down to whether Joe Burrow can, you know, not make a mistake that the game that turns it over, or even Stafford, but both teams should make it entertaining. There's not one team that's just going to drown out the other, I don't think. Yeah, fingers crossed it's not a blowout or not a, you know, 13 10 or something like that. Hopefully we get a few points and, you know, we, we get to see a bit of magic, but look, yeah, it's worth I think. I think, yeah, I think well, a lot of the Rams guys haven't been there before. Like, you know, new quarterback that's not there. There's a lot of play, like auxiliary pieces and players around that were still there when they lost that Super Bowl. But I mean, there's a lot of pressure on a lot of pressure on Stafford, a lot of pressure on um, on him to be able to let him there, right? So it's his first Super Bowl, his first big game, right? It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, look, it could be a Bucks uh, winning at home last year. It could be a Rams winning at home next year. And uh, I'm pretty sure the ne- where's the next Super Bowl at? Just uh, I just want to check my facts because I did read it was in Arizona. <laughs> so fingers crossed. <laughs> just <laughs> three for thinking. Three. Yeah, it could be to be honest. Could be. Probably um, Las Vegas. Yeah, it is. It is. It's at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. So uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed for a three in a row. But uh, yeah, I'll um, I'm actually going to go to the Bengals just because you guys went for the Rams. So, look, I'll go to the Bengals. They could good, just... good hedge bet there. Yeah, look, yeah, someone's got to pick them, right? So, and uh, yeah, I can be the one that said, "Oh, I picked the Bengals and you didn't." <laughs> All right, more news. A couple. We'll, we'll go through a little bit of news. I know we're not usually news talkers, but um, look, we'll go with it's exciting a bit of news here. Tom Brady, Thomas, Thomathaniel Brady, as he is more commonly known as, has retired from the NFL. Pete, what did you? What do you think, mate? Any messages for Tom Brady? I'm sure he's listening. Oh, um, well done, mate. Uh, good career. <laughs> um, Pretty well, good. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could have won more championships at the Bucks, so there was more rings for the Buccaneers and the Patriots. Matt, that might have been good. Um, I'm a bit surprised. I thought he might have had another year, but I guess he's made the, the call to go out, you know, making the playoffs. I think they would have been pretty much a lock nearly to make it next year, but it probably doesn't want to have that Peyton Manning you know fall off a cliff season to be playing out um, when your arm's shot so I mean he doesn't have anything else to give in the game or anything else to to earn Um, well done to him I think he's proved it right like everyone was saying you know it's just the Patriot system that's keeping Brady as the goat but then you know he went to a new team kept doing it yeah he's still the goat still the goat definitely the greatest we've seen but uh yeah, it's good. Uh, good for him. Um, bad wonder for who's going to end up at the Bucks. Why bad for you, Ewers? Oh, my sheep's two team. He's my second quarterback, so I'm now down to one quarterback. I've got Maybe a few rookies if you need them. Pat Mahomes, to be fair, but um, having already <laughs> traded afraid. everything away to get uh, Christian McCaffrey already last year, I'm, I'm, I was Oof. hoping for one more Brady year, but uh, plenty of players to trade. We'll be fine. You'll be right. You'll be right. All right, we've got Broflow versus NFL. Next intro point. Who wrote this one? This, this has got Pete all over. thing, yeah. I haven't actually caught up on the story here. I just saw that he was, uh, looks like he's just put a class action everyone. out there or suing yeah, he, yeah, the entire NFL everyone. and all of the, yeah. The NFL, the Broncos, the Giants, um, the Miami Dolphins, I think. Um, 
there's like some evidence that was included, which was like text messages from Bill Belichick, where he's, he's actually, he thought he was texting uh, Dabo, Dabo, whatever his name is, uh, Brian, but he was texting it to Brian Flores, wrong Brian, um, about <laughs> congratulations on the job. And he's like, yeah, I hope it goes all well. And he goes, wait, you're talking about the wrong person? And he's like, oh, crap, sorry. <laughs> That's awkward. That is yeah. very awkward. <laughs> I thought, uh, yeah, not good. Uh, both of them coaches that worked with him, so he should have known he's Brian's. <laughs> yeah. I thought the uh, the class Can't action was more like multiple people all filing against one, but this is him by himself filing against just everybody he can find. So yeah, seems... yeah, I think he's he's going against the Broncos last or when they hired Vic Fangio, saying that they interviewed him just for the sake of um, that Rooney yeah. rule or whatever it is, um, and that John Elway and the the guys that showed up to the interview late and hungover. Um, so not it's pretty damaging stuff that he's thrown around if it's true but to me it's sort of like I don't think he's in a position that he would be throwing some of this stuff out um, it doesn't what does he win apart from change if this like from this right he doesn't win another job it doesn't help him get anything so um, I yeah. think there's got to be some truth behind a little bit of it because he doesn't just sit there oh I got fired when he's probably gets another job in the NFL to make claims like this if he doesn't think um is fighting for something more than just football. Yeah, good yeah, on him for doing that. So, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a bit of a worry, a bit of a bad look for the NFL. So, um, head coach hires. There's been a, an abundance of them. I don't have a full list in front of me because this was just chucked on me just here. So, uh, if anyone has a list of head coach hires, we might actually even do a, like a, a head coach, new head coach talk. Um, start of a podcast coming up just to explain and maybe have a have yeah, a bit of a prediction as to how the offense is going to change and all that kind of once stuff. Once they're all settled. Yeah, that um. The Bears hired that other that other Matt, and the GM is also named Ryan. Oh goodness! Is, is it Matt Najee this time? Nah, Matt Eberflu- <laughs> or something. Eberflow, Eberflow, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know how to say. El- Elderflower, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Yeah, but we might do a, a breakdown of those head coach hires a little bit later on. Uh, we have a lot of stuff we need to get through over the next couple of months before this draft and all that kind of stuff but um yeah we'll have a look and see what we think is going to happen to these teams but uh without further ado i guess pointer is it cold it is cold but Ooh, you know what i thought you'd like tailed it off halfway through there and then the big at the end that was, no, just that was a nice one i liked it bit of a pause yeah i liked it play on oh yeah Tell, tell us about the beer. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is the part where you start to mention what the beer is. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying the first sip. No, hey? um, this is um, Be Kind Rewind uh, Napier uh, from Mountain Culture Beer Co. in the Blue Mountains near Umos, Katoomba. Yeah, just around the corner. Prince Katoomba. Yeah, um, yep. So it's 2.9 standard drinks. Um, 7.3% ABV, 500ml can. Um I'll just read you the blurb. Um, what started off as a taproom experiment with Sabro and Vic Secret hops quickly became one of our most popular beers thanks to its pillowy mouthfeel, haze, and tropical notes. Its name is a nod to our Katoomba Brewery's former life as Civic Video Store, and while we may no longer be when we running videos, its sentiment of paying forward a kind gesture to stranger is, is as timeless as a New England IPA. And you know what? Now that I see it, it's got the Civic Video colours of the, like the blue, yellow, and red in the in the can. Yeah, right. Nice Would purple you... colour. 
is the mouthfeel pillowy. <laughs> Damn it! Oh. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> yes. That's one of the, yeah, cool. It is so pillowy. Soft, but um, supportive, I guess. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, purple can, sorry. Uh, the, those classic kind of, I'm looking at it now online and it's got the nice colours, I guess they're mountains maybe, waving up the screen, blue, red and yellow. Yeah, um, something like that. It's got the like the cockatoo style mountain thing in the logo. Yep. This, is a, this is a nice beer, a very nice beer. All right. Uh, word picture. All right, all right. I'm, I'm giving. <laughs> what, what, I've got to give it a, a, a rookie rookie pick. Yeah, rookie pick. Yeah, I think we're, right. um, we had a, a mid second and a late second. Yeah, is the, the bar yeah, so at I'm, the moment. I'm throwing this one out early. This is a early first. Early first. Ooh. Yeah. Goodness gracious! How do you reckon you'd go drinking this this beer as a session? Um, oh, you you wouldn't. It's <laughs> it, one across the podcast might be uh, uh, maximum level. I can't wait until he hear your analysis after you've drank this entire beer. Yeah. Well, um, good thing I'm going last. Give me time to drink yeah. it. It's <laughs> all right. But, yeah, look, I, I've been to this brewery. It's a nice little spot uh, up, up in the mountains. Get a bit of a view of the valley if you look in the right window and that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, they do some nice beers um, if you're ever in the, in the mountains, I guess. <laughs> Not that they're sponsoring us. Still waiting for that sponsorship. But, uh, look, what do you do? So first round pick pointer. That's 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 immense. I like. It. Yeah, I was actually recommended this brewery by one of the guys that was in the in the um, the Twitter group we're in. Uh, oh yeah, 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 nice. but um, yeah, it hasn't let me down. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's very good. First round pick. My goodness, that's the first one I think we've had. So even with all the other shit that we did, so happy days. Yeah, I reckon I've got another one coming soon. So. Um... Another sponsorship, or no, no, maybe ah. sort of, but a, a first round pick. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. wow, big calls, big calls Coming early. Up, but I'm hopeful for this one. I like it. All right, good stuff, boys. Uh, let's move into our main segment. We're looking at our rookies. We're starting off this year with running backs. It seems to be the one, or the one position that everyone kind of seeks in those non-super flex leagues in those early picks. So we thought, let's just do it early. Get the get the listeners in, and then we could talk about the other positions a little bit later on. But uh, as as last year we did, we kind of did you know one very decent prospect, and then two that are kind of fringe that we kind of were a little bit further down the rankings for a lot of people. Put on some tape, looked at a whole lot, a bunch of stats, came up with a bit of a spreadsheet, came up with some thoughts, and we're going to rip through them now. Um, eventually, we'll get around to, to giving a grade to these guys, but we're just tweaking how we're going to do that, um, what we include in our analysis and that kind of stuff. So for now, we'll just talk about our thoughts, talk about the stats, talk about what we've seen, and eventually, we'll give you guys a position as to where all of these guys fall, who we recommend over the others, and away we go. So today, we are talking about three players, Hassan Haskins, Brees Hall, and uh, as we are calling him, cast- Captain James Cook. Or James Cook, or Captain Cook, whichever one you want to call him. I'm not sure uh, that you we was... want to even support Captain Cook. He was a bit of a douche. Yeah, but, um, you're right, you're right. But, you yeah, know, he's not? got the name, right? It has to be there, yeah. It has to be there. It just kind of fits. You were just starting us off with Hassan Haskins, mate. Yep. Uh, give us, give what us do your you best. Want? What do you want? Uh, the film or the stats first? Let's let's get some info out to the players, to the players, to the to the listeners, so they know <laughs> exactly the what this guy did in the, uh, in the college career of Hassan Haskins. Yeah, so... Um, Three-year Michigan running back in the Big Ten. Um, 
he really came on in his his uh, senior season, though. Um, so this year, uh, 270 rushes for 1,327 yards, and I think it was 20 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry. Yep. And uh, 18 receptions, 131 yards. So not a a huge reception profile and really did nothing much at all before that had no receptions at all in his his sophomore year and only six in his junior year so so more a runner um no touchdowns through the air but um basically i don't know if you want me to go into any more stats than that but um i keep doing what you're doing mate yeah basically he's he's a a real north-south runner, so he's, he's strong, explosive. He definitely is not afraid of contact, and he always falls forward. Um, pretty much everything happens at full pace. He's, there's no dancing about or waiting for a hole to develop or looking with any real vision at all. He just um, gets the ball as fast as he can, explodes forwards, usually breaks the first tackle, and then dives two more yards. Um, yeah, like I said, he seems to honestly just love contact. Um, it's not just... Um, running the ball but even blocking he, he sort of just kamikaze runs it whoever he's supposed to be blocking and hits him as hard as he can so I love the enthusiasm um, and it reminds me a little bit of what I saw with Javante Williams not um, quite that uh, you know, Javante Williams just seems to make the other players bounce off him it's not quite that but it's a sort of a degaff approach wrecking ball mentality which I think it's going to suit him a lot to those short area or goal line roles, as you can see with the 20 rushing touchdowns last year. Um, he was pretty effective at running the ball into the, the end zone. Um, but yeah, like I said, doesn't really profile as a pass catcher, but uh, a power runner and pretty good blocking could keep him on the, the field for third down, which is uh, good for the, the fantasy players among us. But um yeah, I can't really see him getting a workhorse role. Um, probably going to be more of an early downs runner and a and maybe short area goal, goal line type player. Um, and then my film note, I watched a couple of games from this guy and it pretty much just all comes down to that hurdle against Nebraska. That was <laughs> sick. Um, <laughs> that's exactly that's... the word I used. It was pretty sick. <laughs> Yeah, it was so good. He's just in the open field and he just leaps straight over and he's not even touched and just keeps going. It's bad. Yep, Peter, uh, did yeah. you... Um, oh, go on. Are, you, are, you, are we done here? Yeah, that, that's it for me. Yep. What did you guys think? Point? Thoughts on, on how Well, I think like a lot of things, you always confirmed the same stuff that I had. Like, he was very strong. Um, he's a grinder. doesn't always give up on plays. Like, he's always fighting for more, I think. Um, he always seemed to be in that situation when the team needed him to to get yards he was able to get yards like it was fourth and one at the goal line um, I don't know whatever it was he's, he's always going forward um, didn't often get stuffed behind the line didn't really have that um, the top end speed to break anything away or to I mean that's probably one of the things on the Javante had he was a little bit had a little bit more speed or showed a little bit more speed in the yeah. tape but I thought the same thing very similar he's always he's not afraid to lower his shoulder and knock a guy or, and even comparing him to one of the other guys we watched, he even when he's running, he's just he's always fighting. Like he, he's not just going out of bounds for the yards. He's he's got the fend on. Uh, he's trying to bring guys to the ground, and take every second, every inch he can. Um, I think that was just the main thing that I thought to him. I think landing spot and 
places like that. I think he's got an opportunity on the right team that will want to use this type of bruiser back that can... I think he can carry a workload, right? You could see it. He's carry, had a lot of carries, um, had a lot of contacts, and he's, he's sort of held up to it a bit. So I think there's a lot of NFL teams that might that would like the, the look of this guy and, and how he plays because it's it's sort of got a lot of a you know, pro style to it. He took a lot of snaps um, with the quarterback under center as opposed to, I think, one of the James Cook. I watched him, and um, he took a lot out of the shotgun. So it's, it's a lot more in the NFL. They do run the ball out of center under center so something that i think teams is often handy for the running back and helps them get on the page earlier when they when they have that experience there not just playing in that you know college offense where they spread the ball wider they have to play like the real pro style offense yep i'll agree with everything you guys have said here a couple of things that i um that i picked up on that is not related to Dwayne haskins uh so that's a a, probably a a pro for him (laughs) Um, score just went up one. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But here, uh, I saw a stat here. He went 440 plus carries without a fumble. Um, that's probably something that, Ooh. you know, college scouts will look at and say, well, this guy's very, very secure with the ball. Uh, so that's definitely a, a good thing for him. Uh, he's out of the three running backs that we're looking at here. He's definitely the best of the blockers or the pass protectors, as we'll call him. Sets up a nice pocket, pushes the guy around the back of the quarterback so he can't really get at him. Um, so he sets a nice little pocket. So that's something that I'll add into that. But he's definitely the best of the three we're, we're going to analyze today. But everything else you've said, definitely agree with. We, we <laughs> But you put in the chat, well, I think it was you as you put in the chat, maybe the landing spots for these guys. And uh, I think we all, we all said or all thought at the same time that Seattle would be an interesting landing spot for this guy with everything going on back there. But um, It's got a bit of like that Chris Carson sort of... Mm vibe to him um, which I think Chris Carson and sort of fits that mold they, they just want to a team that wants to run the ball um, fairly regularly and just they're happy to get um, that 5 or 6 yard run or even a 3 or 4 yard run and just and grind it out and move it down the field so I think there's a market for him right in the NFL mm-hmm. um, and, and I think as well what you saw with Chris Carson is he, he's a runner not a not really a pass catcher of note but he's I wouldn't say, like, watching him, he didn't know what he was doing. Like, it's not Miles Gaskin the other year where he's just, like, letting the ball fly over his head and going, what the hell was that? Like, he caught most of the passes that were thrown to him and he made some good plays once he did it. It just, I don't think it was part of the offense that he was in. Yeah, it's a, lot of this, a lot of the time that you hear a lot of people say, like, you know, can they catch, like, pass catching is important, yes, like, to be able to show it at the college level. But sometimes it's also important to know where they asked to catch the ball, like, there's a difference between not catching a lot of passes, but not like you know looking okay at 16 catches for 100 yards or whatever he had, versus um, you know having 10 targets and dropping five balls and, and really just not being able to actually catch the ball or to make any yards. Um, if you look at his stats, uh, what did he have here? Uh, I was looking at it somewhere. Else. Sorry, one sec. Um, yeah, no, no, it was just his his receiving average was 7.3 yards. Per catch, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's not decent, right, for a running back. If if often if third down and it's you know behind the chains a little bit, third and eight, or getting an average around there gets you, you know, closer to the down mark than not. Uh, it's not someone that's just taking a, a catch in the backfield and going for one yard and being caught. He he can make some yards and continue to sort of you know move the chains. I don't. I just think that's something I've noticed about him. He didn't have that. Long, you know how you look at some stats and like, what's their long of like eighty or ninety or you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the guys that take it to the house and 
he's not that player that sort of had that I think highlight because... reel of plays. He just had a lot of his he was consistent and and ran strong. I think. Well, he scored that that five touchdown game. Yeah. When yeah. was that? That was that was late this year. Um, four of them were all from like five Two yards hours. out and <laughs> one twelve yarder. So that obviously limits your upside on how far you can run. But yeah. Yeah, I was going to say like um, I think because he's he is such a good blogger, he's quite often like other players you'll see look like they're going to go block the the edge rusher or something and then or the blitzer and then they sort of just fake out and run and and it's a design throw to them like they do they do that on purpose he's not doing that on purpose he's running into the dude as hard as he can every time so mm. i think that that could contribute to it as well so i guess we it's got to be a bit of wait and see but i didn't see anything negative about pass catching it's just there's not a lot of evidence not of it yet. I honestly thought you said um, he's a really good blogger. Yeah, I, I did almost say that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> have you read Hassan Haskins' blog? <laughs> no, I can't say I have. Uh, it's probably better than his brother's, though. Oh, he's not brother. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you want to add on Hassan Haskins? No. Okay. Nah, moving nah, on. Let's Beautiful. Go. Yeah, look. Out of the, these three guys, like, you know, we thought we'd, we'd take one from the kind of top end and a couple from the back end, but these three guys aren't exactly slouches so um, yeah we're, we're going to probably talk more positives than we are negatives across these three guys but uh, we'll go to Brees Hall next a um, couple of things that I'll bring up just the stats first of all of course uh, what are we looking at here we're looking at three years at Iowa State in the Big 12 uh, a lot of carries uh, 718 across his career 3,941 yards across his entire college career last year 1,472 which is a bit of drop off from the year before which he actually led college football in rushing with only 1,572 yards, which is pretty low in comparison to the rest of the years. We've seen, you know, 2,000-yard rushes a lot recently. Uh, 1,572 for a lead rusher is quite small, uh, considering we had a few decently touted running backs in uh, 2020 as well with Najee coming through. That's uh, it's pretty low, just a bit of a surprise there. Receiving does get some receptions. Looking at 23 over the first two years of his career and 36 receptions in that final year, which led to 302 receiving yards and three touchdowns through the air, 20 touchdowns on the ground, giving 23 from scrimmage. 2021, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's won it a couple of times, so that is quite impressive. Um, obviously, if you lead the league in rushing yards, you're probably going to get up there. Has an NCAA record of scoring 24 consecutive games with a touchdown, so that's pretty impressive. Um, so he's got all of the stats. Whether the film backed it up, that's what we went out to try and figure out. Uh, and first impressions, you know, you watch his, his, his tape, and he looks like the first workhorse that we're going to talk about for this year, that he can walk into an NFL team and be a three-down back. Uh, he, he is definitely built around that kind of mould. Uh, would you guys agree with that or just off what you've seen so far? And then I'll talk about what I thought. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's 24 games rushing touchdown. I don't even think it's just a touchdown. Um, yes, yes, yes. Pretty sure I heard that. So pretty impressive stuff. Pretty agree on my take there? It looks pretty good, I think so. <laughs> All right, so uh, what did what I say? Oh, yep, go on. No, I was going to say, I, I think it would be interesting to see how he, how he performs at the combine. Um, Coming from a, a smaller school, right? I'd be interesting just to see how mm-hmm. um, how teams take it. But I think he, so far, for three we've looked at, definitely looks like the the best goods. Yep. Um, we usually talk about uh, dominator rating, breakout age, and that kind of stuff 
um, for those that uh, may be saying, oh, well, what about that, that kind of stuff? But uh, this early on, it's not quite out there in most of the, the stat websites you look at, and I think more more relates to wide receivers and stuff like that, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, so what did I say when I had a look at uh, quite a few of uh, Brees Hall's games? Pretty easy to find some tape on this guy because everyone's kind of on him. Uh, speed, bursts, good agility, um, all, all up there. Uh, he's got enough speed to kind of break off a long, long touchdown, 80 yards, easy done. Finds an edge and just burns the uh, defenders on the outside. He's, he's definitely got enough speed to, to get from, you know, one, so one end of the field to the other in not a lot of time. So uh, he definitely has that breakaway ability. Um, the burst that he has to hit small gaps is extremely good as well. Uh, a lot of the time he breaks that kind of initial contact when he you know, first gets to the line, breaks through the first tackle, uh, second guy goes for the legs, breaks through that, and can easily pick up at least you know five, six yards of carry pretty pretty easily. Um, you see it on a lot of, a lot of his carries when he gets to the, the line. He either gets hit, and can easily push it to, to, you know, from a loss or a one or two yard loss into a two or three yard gain. So he definitely has enough, you know, burst strength, all that kind of stuff to, to, to pick up those positive yards when you need him to. Uh, his vision is, is really, really good. Um, there's plenty of tape on YouTube if you want to go and have a look at uh, how he reads the line really well. Maybe the hole that he's supposed to be running is, has, has closed uh, and he knows how to bounce it or knows when to bounce it outside or can pick up say it's not the A gap, maybe the B gap opens up and he can slide through that quite nicely as well. Uh, so that shows some good patience behind the line, which you can see very, very easily on a lot of these games. Waits for those blocks to develop. Uh, and as I said, bounces it out to the right gap or out to the outside. Uh, shifty when he needs to be. He's got a nice little juke, spin move, can do all those jump cuts, as you like to see. Uh, it's pretty regular in his game as well. Blocking, fairly decent. You know, guys know that I, I like to kind of analyse blocking. Um, not the best out of the three we're looking at. As I said, Haskins is probably the best at that, but still fairly decent. Probably needs a little bit of work. Uh, occasionally, I could see a few times in his, his pass-catching ability where I uh, didn't track the ball quite as well as you would like to see him uh, do it, you know, supposed to be a workhorse kind of guy, but it definitely improved in that final year. Um, sorry, I'm just getting his uh, pass-catching stats again. I have just completely lost them. Um, so 250 in his first, 180 in his second year, which didn't quite... Uh, Bit of a reduction there, but 302 yards. We saw a lot more receptions in that last year, so that showed some improvement there, not just in stats, but you could see it in the tape as well. A um, couple of times where he kind of was the, the check down option, but, you know, just kind of stood there. Um, and he could have just broken out to either the right or left and helped his quarterback out a little bit more. Um, and, yeah, you know, just something simple that I've seen. But uh, instead of just standing there, he could just run a little route and would easily pick up some extra yards for his quarterback, give him a bit of help, and that's something that I'd like to see him do at the next level. Uh, some coaching would definitely help him out there with his pass catching. But look, not that there's a knock on him. He's got nice little hands, nice soft hands. Um, ran a variety of routes, ran out of a few positions as well. So definitely solid. Uh, watched a fair few games. Baylor, Texas, West Virginia, Iowa. Um, all of them kind of had a highlight play. There wasn't one where he just kind of had nothing. Uh, even the ones where he, where he got kept in check, he still ran for, you know, almost 70 yards, touchdown, and still got some catches uh, and turned a lot of negative plays into, into positive plays uh, in those losses. And they still went to him, still ground through, uh, through Brees Hall. So uh, this, this guy has all the opportunity to make it in the NFL, I think. Um, probably not a first-round pick, probably a second round, even day two. Who knows? Um, and he's got all of the potential to have plenty of nicknames um, with a name like Brees. So mm. that's what I thought about this guy. Yours, do you want to add anything 
that you yeah, saw. Yeah, I liked um, you talking a lot about his pass catching. I, I did enjoy that it was not just um, screens, dump offs. Um, mm-hmm. He did get some downfield targets, which is good to see, even if his ball tracking wasn't exceptional all the time. Um, the fact that they're trusting him to do that is a a good little green flag, I guess. Is that a thing? It um, is now. <laughs> cool. And uh, the, the one-handed catch in the highlights that I'm sure you've seen is pretty sick. Um, but uh, Six getting a good run today. Six is getting it back. a sick run. Sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, my maybe one of my concerns is like, like you said, you can see how patient he is, um, how good his vision is, looking at which gap he should run. Sometimes I think he's like, oh, that gap wasn't there, and then he goes to the next one, and he's like, oh, that gap wasn't there as well, and he, he takes a loss or he only just gets a yard when he probably should have just taken three. He's trying to wait and see if he gets 10. So mm-hmm. dancing a lot. Um, hopefully maybe that gets a little bit better and he, um, he, he gets can a good running just, back coach into him. And just can... take what he's given sometimes. And uh, my other note was uh, more spins than a washing machine. <laughs> this guy just... <laughs> seriously, it's like an involuntary reaction. Yeah. Somebody comes near him and he does a spin move. It's... It's great a lot of the time, but I, I've never seen so many spin moves in running back tape in my entire life. Very good. Uh, there's, yeah, I, um, what was I about to say? God, I've lost it. Oh, yeah, okay. So one thing that you, you do want to see as well with these teams, college teams, um, you know, even if they get all these running backs that we're looking at anyway, even if they get behind on the on the scoreboard, they still went through Brees Hall as well to kind of get back into it. You know, they reestablished the run through him. Got back into the game. There's a game against Texas um, where they were a little bit down. He was kept real quiet in that first half, but they, they still went back to him because um, obviously he's their guy, right? He's their playmaker. Um, <laughs> there was a mad play, and speaking of your spins, um, I don't know if you guys saw it against Texas. He was pretty much done for a one-yard get, like easily. One yard, maybe even a, a, a loss on this play. He um, jump cut one dude, spun around the second guy, Duke the third guy, broke a legs tackle on the fourth guy, and then he picked up like 20 yards. Don't know if you've seen it. It was like midway through the third quarter against Texas. Go and watch it. It was a great run. Yeah, uh, I did watch that game. And there's one against West Virginia as well where he, he gets into the open field, and then even when the guy gets to him, he, he just sort of puts his hand out and runs another 15 mm. yards with him trying yeah. to be pulled down. He's, that's that's one of my main notes is that when he when he does find a hole, he's really good at setting up defenders Um in the secondary and beating them and taking yep. the right angles and making them yep. miss. So I I wasn't 100% sure that his speed is going to be there. I don't know if that's just... Sometimes he looks really fast. Other times he looks fast and he gets caught. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, well, I guess we, we can see with that later, but he definitely looks like a, a good running back, this guy. And I love the West Virginia game. If you listen to the commentator, she, it was the, the female commentator. It was like, Brace Hall! It was one of my highlights as well. He also carried a guy for like 30 yards on that game. It was mad. Pete, what did you, uh, anything to add here, mate? Oh, you've covered most of it. I think that the big difference between him and the others is his speed, right? He has that, that next level speed. He has that and the, the threat to take any run to the house, you know, the home yeah. run threat. That, that's sort of something that lacks between the other two. That's just a sort of a danger like you have to consider if, if you stack the box and he gets through he's gone right um, and I think that's that's something that a lot of teams will look at he, he did also take a lot of snaps with the QB under center something that I do like to see um, so yeah he, he sort of it's hard it's hard to compare him sometimes amongst each other and uh, and build a 
a good expectation of what they potentially could be at the next level. Like his production isn't as high as some of the, the big names that have come out in, in years before, but I think he's still solid enough that a, that a team that needs a running back um, and he has enough of the, the skills and the talent to be able to, I guess, be coached up. He's probably not the guy that, that might necessarily fall in day one and be a stud, but the guy that sort of builds his way up into year two and that's when you're really looking to get the most out of him. All right. Anything else to add to you? You're good? Good to move on? Yep. Last dude. So, Brees all done. Hassan Haskins done. Ronda James Cook. Pointer. Just, just uh, yeah, moving back. Um, so, James Cook actually played four years um, for Georgia. Um, total in his career was 230 attempts, 1,503 yards, uh, averaging 6.5 yards per attempt. He had 14 touchdowns. Um, reception, 67 for 730 yards. 10.9 per reception, six touchdowns. Um, but yeah, I think if you look at his, just bringing up his his size stuff again, um, what's he look like? He he's a, he was a four star recruit uh, from Miami Central. Um, he's now 22.3 years of age, a bit older um, than the other two guys we've done here. Not not too much than than Haskins, but he's a good year older than, roughly a year older than Brees. Oh, yeah, more than a year. Yeah, Brees Hall. Yeah, um, he's a bit smaller, 5'11", uh, and also in the weight, 190 compared to the, the 220, the other two two boys who sort of, you know, profile the same sort of build, right? Uh, yeah, we probably should have mentioned that, both of them 6'1", 220. Yep. Yeah, I think if we just cover that, yeah, they the difference, they have the same size, same weight going off what we have here, but you could see that Brees Hall definitely looked a little bit, I don't know, Faster. nibbler. They had, nibbler. Like, you would have thought Shit. that if you had to have a guess that... Um, he, he weighed a little bit less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, my first notes from... I watched the start of the 2019 season of uh, James Cook. Uh, at times he looked explosive, but he struggled a little bit with balance. Uh, he was He's not really very strong running it up the middle, like through the A-gap or anything like that. Um, his strength was really the pass catching and anything outside zone runs. Uh, I moved on then, you know, to 2020, see how he's improved. Um, he's still... He still struggles with contact. Every time you see him get hit um, or tackled, he's he's down at that mark. He doesn't fight for any extra yards or he's not able to push uh, any defenders to take anything further. I think um, a lot of times also, like when he played in particular, I think there was, it was second and 10 uh, and he makes a run and he's going to run for... He's going to make it, but he just trips himself up on a cut and falls over for eight yards. It sort of looks like um, he might have... It's hard to tell whether he, whether he gave himself up or he just tripped, but it doesn't look like he fought for that extra two yards. And it, you know, not as good situation to be three and two than it is to be first and ten again. Um, something I think a lot of teams might look at. A lot of times I saw um, he he might have he was running through the middle or he gets somewhere and he's he's nearly there, but he he can't push push the pile over the the line. And, and another play that I did see like this was the actual guard or tackle. The only reason he got over was because he pulled him over the one defender. And it's like, if one other guy can push you, you can push a little bit harder, I guess. Um, but I think we, in 2020 against Auburn, I saw a lot more of effort on finishing runs and fighting for extra plays. He started bringing up the stiff arm, was playing good. And I think uh, against Alabama was where he really showed his, his pass catching. There was a big touchdown play where he lined up actually out wide. Um uh, and he beat his defender on a go route for for a touchdown. Um, I think I'm not sure about the same game, but there was a, there was another pass that he had that he, where he caught a nice 
a nice sort of um, slant, but then on contact, he fumbled the ball, which probably a negative for him. He, I think at times, I think I get the vibe that he's he looks like one of those wide receivers that's been made to play um, play at running back. Um, I think you see good signs of him in space, but too often he seems to lose balance on a cut, which prevents the bigger play or the big play upside. Um, as we go into like 2021, you see some a lot better, more explosive plays. He starts to take a couple more longer runs. Nothing um, like the Brees Hall level, or nothing that just sort of looks like he could take it from anywhere. But if it's within his top speed range, he could he could run it in. Um, he's still, I think he's still lacking that 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 good top end threat for me. Um, but there was a, there was a run against Carolina where he, where he had a big run for 30 yards, and I think that had he needed to run another 30 yards, I don't know whether he would have had the legs to outrun the safety. <laughs> I mean, that's that was the, that's the thing that I see with him, right? He's good, but he he doesn't have like a lot of these times you see the guys that are like him. Uh, one of the key traits they also have is like if they get free, you're not catching them. But often, I like what I see when he when he gets in space, he can make some right cuts, but times he either trips up or he, and when he does get through, he just doesn't have the speed to take it to the end. Um, but I think his his career defining game was the the championship game. Um, that big touchdown that he had right up the middle um, was sort of you know the play that they're going to keep replaying of him mm. uh, from now until the draft. But I mean, I think the key thing he showed he he has shown he can be a pass catcher. He has shown that he can run in a sort of specific scheme. Uh, is he going to be? A three down back in the NFL, I don't think so. Uh, but does he have some skills and traits that you think can be valuable for, I guess, NFL coaches and even at a fantasy level? I think so. Yeah, I think he showed plenty of versatility, right? And um, he, he could be a guy that's kind of like that change of pace back. Uh, I don't think you'd see him on first, second down uh, in crucial points of the game. But uh, you can see that, you know, maybe a, a sneaky team that with a bit of creativity could get him in the backfield and use him in multiple ways because he lined, he lined up everywhere in the slot, out wide, um, ran a fair, fair few or a variety of routes as well. So definitely, yours, what are, anything to add here, mate? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so first, in, in contrast to Haskins, Cook, it is the same bloodline. Um, so <laughs> Dalvin, yeah, yep, um, family member, so good to see. It's got to be um, a good thing, right? He's got one of the best running backs in the NFL as his brother. Like, Yeah. But then, I don't know, just watching, it was just everything was just a bit underwhelming. Like, It's a good word, to be honest. Um, that, is, that is a good way. Like, I think, like, you're right. He just, there's something you think, oh, it, it looks like this guy could be good, but there's something else that says, oh, it, it just, it doesn't seem to pan out. Yeah, like, a, oh, here we go, oh, six yards. Here we go, three-yard loss. Um, but I think... Yeah, what what worried me is 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 it just he's part of a, a very good team in a mm. big program, has the has the name as well, and yeah. he's going to come in and just not really be that successful because, yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just the games I watched or something as well. It's, it's a bit hard to tell, but um, I wasn't super excited. I guess the upside is if you're going to be limited in a way, it's it's good to be the pass catching guy because most leagues are going to be at least half PPR, so he, he does profile as maybe like a name Hines or Duke Johnson in that year for Cleveland, where he could get a lot of receptions and, and end up being pretty relevant, um, even though he's not like a home run hitter or a, a three down back, maybe he has 50 catches or something and, and he's suddenly relevant. 
Yeah, you're hoping for like a JD McKissick sort of role for this guy, and yeah. you know, you're probably going to get Duke Johnson for the last couple of years, where he's just not really usable. Um, I, I, I kind of had myself thinking, oh, maybe he'll be a bit of a dark horse. We saw some improvements. We see, you know, the connection to decent coaches. It's all going to obviously depend on leaning spot and how they use him, but. I think he could also be that guy that if he doesn't do anything in year one, he's gone by year two. Yeah, that's. Uh, a, I think Dark Horse is a good thing as well, Moise. I think he went to a, a strong school. You know, he was recruited to Georgia, right? Big yep. school. Uh, he wasn't just uh, some nothing we're looking at it, like a smaller school that had okay stats. Um, you know, he played in a big team. That, but I think that the, the one point Chris made was Chris Ewers. Uh, <laughs> Ewers made it. Middle guess. name there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guess, sorry. Um, was the um, the point of being like part of that big program? Like, is it a little bit of uh, how they play? And you know, they had a elite defense um, playing. I think there's times when you when you watch his plays, they and it comes back to like he didn't take a lot under. I didn't think I saw any any that wasn't out of the carries that went out of the shotgun. Um, a lot of like, I know he he sort of ran wide and they threw a nearly a lateral pass that sort of. I mean, often in the NFL, you just see it get snuffed out by like the good defenders, and he and he got a little bit of yards on that. He never had big plays, but a lot of stuff that was very college football style. That I think he could be one of those players that either falls in the right spot and could be cut, like has that little bit of room to be coached at an NFL level mm-hmm. uh, with a specific role. But if he comes in somewhere that they expect him to be a certain guy, I think that's not the right way to play with him. He's sort of you got to try and use his strengths. Um, and I think that sort of is his pass catching and and sort of his a little bit more of a I mean, he wouldn't say he's crazy elusive because he lacks the speed, but he does have a good nice little juke and he does you know run through space well. So I think he has a little bit of value, but I'd, I wouldn't be overhyped on him just based on the I think at the moment the Dalvin Cook connection. Like are yeah, you getting yep. Dalvin Cook two point There's a, there's a bit of a difference between the two. Yeah, I think uh, one one other thing uh, that I that I did see, uh, I always have a look at blocking because you know NFL teams seem to value blocking. He's he was a bit kind of half-assed with it as well. I don't know, if, I can't even remember if you mentioned it. Um, we've we've spoken so, about so much stuff, but you know it was just kind of like I oh, just dive at the legs of the the rusher that I'm supposed to be picking up or the blitzer that I'm supposed to be picking up, and you know they just jump over him. And, and when you get to the NFL, that's just not good enough. So you kind of want him to to either beef up in size because as we said, one of the small the smallest running back we're looking at, 30 pounds under in comparison to Hall and Haskins at 190. Uh, and the ones on the list here, he is the, the smallest uh, of the, the running backs that we're looking at. So I wanted to probably put some size on and, and pick up those blocks a whole lot better. But uh, yeah, out of the three blockers that we looked at, he's, he's probably the worst one so far. So there are a few knocks on him, um, but we did see some improvement, whether he gets into a good system and gets coached up well. But yeah, I'm definitely predicting kind of like a third down change of pace back. Um, not one of those guys that's going to get goal line work or or very important down situations. So, anything else you want to add, Dewis? I was just going to say, um, obviously the the college football playoffs has been pretty good for him. So he's got that that championship. He had a hundred yard receiving game as well. So there's there's some good signs. He's probably built a bit of hype out of that for himself. So that that could lead to a little bit of draft capital. Bit of recency so, bias. Yeah, a bit of recency bias, and so it'd be interesting to see what. Um, he does still have that, like you know, big team, big game type of experience, which is is good. Um, big team, yeah. big game, big name. Big name, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, yeah. I guess indicators for success. But then when I, when I watched him, I was just really like, meh. 
So, um, <laughs> yeah, the the word you used, under underwhelming, is probably pretty accurate. I reckon. Pretty yeah, accurate. they they really use the committee in Georgia as well, right? Yeah, that's the, it, the right. two the two running backs were there. Um, the other guy, I think, is Zamir White. How's oh, that his name? Um, yep, let's roll with that for now. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's at the Senior Bowl this week yeah, as well. So he, let's see he, how um, he goes. He's a lot bigger and a bit more of a bruiser, so definitely. Was that you? Sorry, Pete. Oh, sorry. I said he's at the Senior Bowl as well this week. I think so. We'll see if that continues his his stock rising. Sorry, Petey. Yeah, all good. All good. No. All right. Well, there are three for the start. Um, Anything else you want to add on either of these three guys? I mean, it's pretty easy for me to say. Do we want to just put them in order? But I think it's pretty obvious as to as to what that order would be. So. Um, for those who couldn't pick that up, it's uh, definitely Cook first, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got, we've all got Breesall's uh, workhorse potential right up the top. The other two aren't that far apart for me, but they're like a fair bit behind just because yep. of their projected role. Um, I think I like Haskins a little bit better from the tape, but they're very close. Yeah, I think you, I I'm, I think I can see Haskins being able to do more, but um, Cook probably has that up, sits around there because where his upside is, it's in that more valuable pass catching position. Like he could land in a spot that utilizes that, whereas Haskins could land in a spot where he's the backup bruiser and gets one carry and in the fourth quarter when the game's over, right? Um, yeah, and the the name and the program and everything could could push will probably push. Cook higher up the draft board, and yeah, maybe that ends up meaning that you draft him first just because he gets a better landing spot or a, a better draft capital. Well, senior bowl stuff is currently in full swing, so I'm sure we'll hear more about these guys that are there. Um, so yeah, that look, the game's on Sunday, but stuff started today. I think day one was today, so mm. already some information coming out on the um, the socials and Twitter and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we'll keep quarterbacks didn't that. do very well apparently. Oh, right, okay. I've got here uh, quarterbacks. Most impressive, Quina. That's just a video saying which one was the most impressive. Never mind. All right, boys. That's very good. Um, we'll keep these rookie running backs going probably for the next couple of weeks. I think we've got down for next week, Kenneth Walker the third. Get ready to hear me say the third a lot because everyone seems to be the third. Uh, Kennedy Brooks the third. Not really. It's just Kennedy Brooks. Uh, and we'll have a look at Jonathan Knight. And we've the got third? Uh, <laughs> Not this time. Uh, unfortunately <laughs> um, but yeah we've got a whole bunch of players that we're going to look at um, over the next few weeks so if you want us or if we've you know you think we miss anybody on the way through listening to all of these definitely hit us up we can have a look see what we can do um, and break these guys down but uh, boys very good good start three down 407 to go what do you reckon is there yes. actually 407 oh my god <laughs> no there's not <laughs> alright boys always a pleasure we will see you all next week for those next three rookies. Yep. Ciao.